Hello and welcome back to another episode of Exploring the Seasons of Life, a podcast for women with a big heart on a spiritual journey. I'm your host, Cindy McMillan, and today I have a special treat for you as I'm joined by two amazing essential emotion coaches, Don Beam and Nicole Williams, who were equally passionate about helping others achieve emotional well-being. This episode is particularly special to us as we get to indulge in our passion and share it with you. Exploring the seasons of life is a beautiful metaphor for understanding the complexities of being alive. It's a reminder that life's got it all, the ups and downs, joys and sorrows, and moments of both growth and stagnation. It's like we're on this big adventure, and each season brings its own lessons and experiences. It's a journey of growth and renewal. So get cozy and prepare to be uplifted because it's a good one. Grab your favorite notebook and pen and let's get started. Don and Nicole, first, let me say thank you for being on the podcast. I truly appreciate it. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. And why don't we just go ahead and just introduce yourselves and, you know, just let our listeners know who you are and what part of the country you're in. I can start. Yes. Hello, everyone. This is Nicole Williams, and I am a certified life coach and certified essential emotions coach. I, um, I come to you from Maryland. I enjoy working with clients who have chronic conditions and helping them address areas of mindset, stress reduction, and, and really um, pulling in aromatherapy as a tool to help really um, support them. Awesome. Thank you, Nicole. Yeah, and I'm Dawn Beam. I'm coming from the other side of the country over near Seattle, Washington. I also am a certified life coach and essential emotions coach. I got into this um, because I needed it. (laughs) Um, Being a mom was uh, probably the thing that propelled me the most to grow and um, become a better version of myself and really face things. And um, I'm really passionate about helping other women in the ways that they want to grow and change and heal so that they can have a positive impact on their children and the people around them. And I do find that the essential oils were an essential tool that helped me. And because they helped me, I'm passionate about sharing that with others. Uh, Well, thank you both for being here. And I'll just go ahead and say that where I see myself coming from as an essential emotions coach is around empowering midlife women that maybe they feel like they're not enough, Mm -hmm. not they're not good enough, not smart enough, not sexy enough. (laughs) So um, my goal is to really guide them to lead a healthier and happier life and improve their emotional well-being. And just like both of you said, the the essential oils is that tool that I use Mm -hmm. um, to be that guide. Yeah. So before we dive into our discussion today, I thought it was really important to say that we're not medical professionals, but rather essential emotion coaches who are passionate about sharing our knowledge and our experiences. And Dawn and Nicole, I'm going to kick this off by saying it's really important 
to recognize that our emotional health plays a vital role in how we experience life. When we prioritize our emotions, it has a positive ripple effect that it touches all aspects of our life. And I believe for I speak for all of us here that our intention is really to share with our listeners today valuable insights into the relationship between essential oils and emotions that can help them on their journey towards healthy and happiness. We are created to function as a whole. The spirit, mind, and body, they're all connected and communicating at a cellular level. And I, and I really believe that understanding and nurturing the connection between the spirit, mind, and body allows us to take a comprehensive approach to our well-being. And our bodies are made up of intelligent cells. Mm-hmm. They're wired to restore our health. And our body is brilliant in its design, and it seeks to be balanced and whole. And to learn that authentic language of your body, it's so important to what emotions are and what they're communicating. And Don, I know that you have some really good information on emotions. So could you just like take us into that? Absolutely. Can I start with a little story? Absolutely. So um, I learned firsthand just how um, our emotions impact our physical body. I was really ill for my childhood. In my teen years, they thought I had leukemia. That's how not healthy I was. And I had my first nervous breakdown at age seven. So there you go, right? But when I was in my 30s, um, I was going to yoga and people all my life had told me, you know, your body's so fragile. You have such a fragile body. What a shame. And my yoga teacher was like, you're actually really resilient. Your body is, is badass because, you know, it's been through so much and it keeps overcoming. And one of the health problems I had was that I bruised really badly. I had a blood disorder. Obviously, that's why they thought I had leukemia. And my yoga teacher said to me, what are you beating yourself up for? And I thought about that. And I'm like, wow, you know, I am really, really hard on myself. I'm a firstborn high achiever. And as I thought about that and started to do that emotional work, I still have the blood disorder but I no longer look like a bruised banana. I stopped bruising. And so I was like, oh my goodness, our emotions impact every part of our physical body. Like you said, the the emotions, the body, were designed to work really well together when we know what's going on. And our cells have these little receptor sites on them Every single cell does. We learned this through Candace Pert's work in the molecules of emotion. She was a researcher in the field of neurochemistry in our brains and how all of our emotions work. And we find that those neurochemicals go through our bodies, not just in our heads, but into every single cell. Um, what's going on, those thoughts in our heads are sending that chemistry to those receptor sites in our mind, in our heart, and our um, guts. And our heart actually has more, more streams of information going up to the brain than the brain does to the rest of the body. So getting those parts working together can really make a difference for, like you said, our physical well-being. 
And it turned out in doing all this work and in learning the stuff that we're all sharing today and these tools, my experience in my body in my 40s was much healthier, much younger feeling than in my 20s. So there's hope for all of us at any stage that we're in as we tend to these different parts. I appreciate you going through all that, Dawn. And and I wanted to just pop over to Nicole just real quick. When we're talking about emotions, we form beliefs based on our emotions, chemical wiring and firing process. This happens on a subconscious level. So can you just kind of walk us through how it works? Yeah, absolutely. Just as Dawn so beautifully explained, we experience our emotions in our body. I think many people like to believe that it's just all in your head. And maybe you've heard that, even that phrase, right, growing up. But in actuality, what's happening is we're forming a thought based on what we're experiencing. And that thought is generating this feeling in our body, which is evoking usually an emotion. Sometimes it will evoke a sensation in our body. I would encourage anyone to first spend some time being an observer of yourself. Mm -hmm. I think taking time to notice when you are having an experience that feels really hard or you're having a thought that um, is challenging, where is that showing up for you in your body? Do you experience tension in your chest? Dawn mentioned the gut. It's very common where many individuals have, they, they need to use the bathroom like right away if they're experiencing any form of anxiety or feelings that are uncomfortable. Again, because it's all connected, not to get too deep on the science part, but there's also a, um, a physical like chemical hormonal cocktail that is created once we have a thought that is negative and our system and our body jumps into like that fight or flight mode, which everyone is very familiar with, there, there's actually signals and wiring that's going off in your body and it's preparing itself for the worst case scenario when in actuality, we may just be having a tough day. Um, I really empathize with Dawn's story as a mom as well. There are numerous moments throughout the day that are that can be really challenging between balancing your personal life and your home life. When we begin to draw more awareness on the thought we're having, how it's showing up in our body, it then gives us the ability to interrupt that pattern so that we can really support ourselves in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you're talking, as both of you have been talking, I'm, I'm getting this idea that, you know, just like a garden needs tending, our emotions need that same care as well. Yeah. Essential oils are pure, they're potent, they're powerful. So let's talk about how essential oils work on the biochemical level to support healthy emotional expression. And I actually want to just, I'm going to, I'm going to deviate for just a second and just tell you both that as I was preparing for the um, podcast this morning, I started getting a little nervous and I don't normally get those jitters. But I started getting a little nervous, and it could be because that you're both peers, you know, that was making me feel that way. So, and I always, I always sit and do an intention beforehand, mm-hmm. before all of my 
podcast. But I decided, I don't know, our, our listeners can't see us, but y'all may be able to see my diffuser going in the back. But I just intuitively, because I was having this, these emotions come up, I just intuitively chose eucalyptus, mm. peppermint, and cheer to diffuse. And it was so interesting to me that I chose eucalyptus. And when I really looked into what that meant, it's the oil of wellness. Mm -hmm. And it teaches how to claim wholeness and health. Mm -hmm. And then peppermint can assist individuals in regaining the strength needed to face their emotional reality. Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, that's good, because I got the jitters (laughs) going on. (laughs) Yeah. And And then cheer, that oil of cheerfulness. And it just restores hope when one has been stretched, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was really interesting that I was having those emotions this morning and then just decided to like work on those yeah. before the podcast and we got on. So just kind of going off tangent there. Emotions and essential oils are so connected. Their essential oils are very chemically complex which is why each oil has multiple uses Mm -hmm. and applications. And Don, I would love for you to just talk about that biochemistry. Yeah, yeah. I love that, um, that there's this really, this marriage between like the woo and the science. That like, you know, when when I, I had a client in the other day and they were experiencing a lot of really anxious, repetitive thoughts. And, and it was really impacting their function. And I just had them smell an oil and it was able, they were able to like feel an immediate change, right? So that's like just the sense that we can have that, hey, this stuff works, but there's also a lot of science behind it. Like you mentioned, they're chemically complex. The oils, um, I don't actually, this is a funny thing. I don't have a good sense of smell. I lost it in my early 20s. And so I don't do my own blending. I I have recipes for that. (laughs) But the molecules, when I breathe them in, still impact the amygdala part of my brain, still get the message through my body. So these molecules are chemical messengers that go to each one of our cells and and let them know like, hey, it's okay, you can relax and calm down or shake this off, right? I loved your example with the eucalyptus. And I'd love to just invite our listeners to, um, if if you have an essential oil, kind of grab it and have that experience of that information going into your body. And if you don't, because maybe you're driving or whatever, like your memory, the amygdala part of the brain, that limbic system, that part of the brain also houses our memory, right? And so you can remember a scent and your body will experience it as if you are smelling it. So I'm pretty sure everybody's had the experience of peeling an orange and that little spray that happens when you know, you're breaking the peel and then you smell this amazing smell. That is the essential oil of wild orange, high in D-limonene, that's very clearing, very calming. Like I'm sure even as people are remembering it right now, they're smiling, right? Catching yourself smile because it actually like triggers that like happy happy experience for us, whether it's a memory of a happy experience or just that 
smell. That's how it works in there. And they, they bind to the receptors sites in the body. And what I love about this is it's not just changing our emotions. It's change, It's giving information to all of our cells so that they can function more effectively. And so I love that marriage of the science and the just experience of the emotion. So I um, hope that's a helpful little experience for our listeners. It is. And as you were describing the oil, I mean, I absolutely could smell that. I, I, I could actually remember being a kid mm-hmm. living in Florida, running through the orange groves. <laughs> Very cool. Just remembering that smell. Yeah. And Nicole, did you have something you wanted to add about the peppermint leaf? Yes. You know, um, what I find so incredible about essential oils, as we've been mentioning, is this idea of the potency mm-hmm. of the oil itself, the, you know, the extraction of the oil. So let me just first share um, with our listeners, if they don't already know, just in really simple terms, what an essential oil is. Mm-hmm. Um, it is an aromatic extract from a plant. Um you mentioned the peppermint leaf a second ago, Cynthia, and um, the the peppermint leaf, that one single drop has, you know, 40 million molecules in one tiny single drop of oil. So those extracts, that oil that comes from different parts of the plant. So we're talking about the flower, the leaf, the stem, the root, um, twigs all different parts, grasses, and each of the areas in which an oil is extracted provide different benefits. So I love the example of thinking and talking about oils that can help ground. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are typically oils that are extracted from the root or a tree oil. So we're thinking of cedarwood is a great grounding oil, right? And in the same way that that oil functions to anchor that plant or that tree or that plant compound in the ground, it works that same way for us to bring those calming benefits and properties to us. Frankincense, I think, is pretty common, right? We call that the king of the oils here in, in, our, in our world. And that also is really a, a go-to oil for, for mood and support. It has over 2,000 different chemical constituents in frankincense alone, which is just blows my mind. Amazing. <laughs> yes. And so as you're working with oils and, um, you know, grabbing certain things to support your mood, know that part of the reason they work so incredibly well is because of this potency, purity, and quality are also equally important. With them being very um, dense compounds, they also work very fast. So I love your your example that you um, that you shared, Don, just about the citrus and and how it really interacts with our limbic system so quickly. Yeah, and maybe we can all touch on this. But one of the things I really I really wanted to get across because. All three of us, we use doTERRA essential oils mm-hmm. because we we love the purity and, and the, the message and the mission. But the quality of and grade of an essential oil would determine its effectiveness. Absolutely. And doTERRA's 
um, certified pure tested grade oils. They're rigorously tested to ensure they are the safest, purest oils to support the physical and emotional needs of your body. Do either one of y'all have anything to add to that? I do. Um, You know, when I was introduced to essential oils back in 2011, and the first thing that, that crossed my mind when my friend shared doTERRA with me, and this is like, they were very new as a company. I was like, well, why wouldn't I just go to Whole Foods and buy my oils? Why would I get them in the mail? But as I learned the science, and as we've been talking about it, going to every cell of our body and having a chemical interaction, and I learned about the um, the high dilution and adulteration rate in, in oils and the fact that m- Oils are an unregulated industry, like each company has to regulate their own quality. I wanted to make sure that what went to every cell of my body was something that was pure, potent, and going to do what I expected it to do. And I have had a lot of experience with medications having side effects in my body. And as I learned about the difference between a synthetic in our body and a natural one, you know, if we, our nose might not be able to tell the difference in a smell. I remember Dr. Hill talking about that with the study that was done on jasmine oil, but the physical body's response to a synthetic versus a natural, organic, pure oil can be the complete opposite. So something that is, you're expecting to calm you down, your heart rate can go up and you can kind of feel there's like fight flight response because your body's experiencing that synthetic invader versus the natural pure oils. Um, So I really feel that that's so, so important. And the last thing I want to share back to that peppermint is, you know, if you put it on the bottom of your feet, you'll taste it in a few minutes. And that's just a great example of like, this is all through your body. So don't put bad stuff in there. Exactly. You know, I was going to talk about um, essential oils a little bit more, but I don't think we actually touched on the three ways that they're used, Mm -hmm. you know, and that is one of the ways is, and please, both of you just drop in as as I'm talking, but one of the ways is to put a drop in on your palm, Mm -hmm. rub your palms together, pull it up to your, you know, your face, your nose, mm-hmm. and inhale. Yeah. You know, that's, that's one way. That's really one of my favorite ways. Yes, exactly. It's such a great way. And I mentioned, oh, sorry. No, that's okay. I was just going to say, and I mentioned, you know, the diffuser, which is another way right. of doing that. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say about the, like, breathing it in, Nicole, I bet you've got this in your mind, too, because you had mentioned the fight flight is when we take that deep breath, it's actually a signal to our body like to calm down and switch out of that mode. So we're getting like a twofer. We're getting like the essential oil in and we're also doing an action that calms the body. Yes, that's exactly right. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And one of the other ways that we use essential oils is topically. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to talk about one of my favorite oils, which is forgive. And I and it's in the roller bottle, bottle mm-hmm. and I loved just rolling that on my my heart at night and behind my ears. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then when I go to sleep, I just 
I don't know, I just feel so good when I wake up. Mm. Of course, you know, as I'm doing that, I also, you know, am, am setting an intention and everything, use and, use and forgive. Ooh. But topically is also one of the ways we use them. Mm-hmm. The other aspect of topical use that I'll mention a while ago, we meant, we talked about recognizing where you experience your, your emotions in your body. Mm-hmm. And so um, for me and many of the clients I, I work with, we experience like tension in our chest or tightness in our chest. And so using an oil that helps to break up that tension, I love to suggest like breathe, Mm -hmm. which is that respiratory Mm -hmm. one, but it works really well with opening up the airways and um, truly allowing, (laughs) allowing yourself to remember to just take a deep breath. Right. Um, um, So even that thinking also of topical use when you for yourself recognize what your kind of cycle of stress is, Mm -hmm. and if you have these certain sensations, maybe it's lower back tightness or pain or soreness, right? Grab an oil that can be used in that area. So it's targeted topical approaches as well. I love that. And, And sometimes I get people asking me like, well, where should I put it? Like there's a specific right spot. And I just want to encourage people that like to trust their body and, and that you can target it and really just listen to wherever your body like feels like it wants it or where it's needing a little tender love. And it's going to go through your whole system and get where it needs to go anyway. So you don't have to stress out about getting it just right. Yeah. And, and I love that you both pointed out and, and Nicole, when you mentioned, you know, on your body where you feel like you need it. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love it. And the other way to use the doTERRA's certified pure tested grade um, essential oils is internally. Mm-hmm. Now, I know we've all heard about, you know, putting a drop of a lemon, for example, in our water, you know, start our day. Is there anything that you two use in particular internally? Oh, my goodness. I use so many oils internally. Um, you know, I had a lot of health issues. And the oils can really make a difference. And um, so some that I use internally regularly are Copaiba, which works on the peripheral nervous system. So it's very calming and supportive for, you know, that all of that um, on guard um, because it's just easy when my body's feeling like it's struggling against, you know, um, the stuff that that comes to invade and take over like it's I feel like I get a little extra support there um and try ease which is that lemon lavender and peppermint to help with my itchy eyes and things that um you know my body may react to in the environment so those are a couple ways in and zendocrine too which is a blend that supports the organs of elimination and clearing toxins right because all of that, those oils and the ways I'm supporting myself internally also are supporting my nervous system, which impacts my experience of the world and my emotions. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I I agree with you, um, Don. Copaiba is one that I also take internally. I use frankincense quite a bit. I usually start my morning with frankincense. I just place a drop or two under my tongue. Um, frankincense again is, 
it's great for the nervous system. It's great for our mood, our, our emotions, mind clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I use a few other, um, you know, doTERRA has a, a wonderful line of supplements and, and some of those have essential oils in them. And, and some are also a mixture of herbs and oils. So I do use a variety of, of supplements as well. I feel like we need a part two, a part three, a part four, because there's just so many ways to talk about essential oils and the way to to use them. Throughout the podcast, we've talked about emotions and how they're dynamic and they shift from one moment to the next. So I'd kind of like to talk about a healing is a process of not just dailies, but it's a moment by moment support. So can we talk a little bit about, and we can all kind of jump in here about how we use, for example, an aromatherapy wheel, or the essential emotions book, or they even have an app that I absolutely love. I I just want to just just say real quickly, you know, doTERRA does have the uh, emotional aromatherapy blends. And like, for example, citrus plants grow in warm, sunny climates and citrus oils are uplifting, they're elevating and they're happy oils. That's, you know, Mm -hmm. that's like you were talking about the orange. That's exactly what I was feeling. And tree oils offer us the same properties. They help us feel balanced, ground and secure. Mints are energizing and cooling Spices are warming and stimulating, and herbs and grasses address bitterness and renewal, and florals are calming and beautifying. And I just wanted to kind of just talk about those elements of oils, but how do y'all use the book and the will and the app? I First, I, I just want to touch on what you shared about the different types of oils, because you know, I don't know. I like totally have lost track of how many different essential oils doTERRA has and blends. And some people say to me like, well, how do I know which one to use? It's overwhelming. There's so many. And I'm like, if you can, when, when it was introduced to me in these different categories, it was much easier for me to reach for an oil like, oh, any of the citruses, grapefruit, tangerine, lemon, lime, um, any of the trees, and I'd have an idea of the qualities of emotional support that it was going to give me. So I really love that like broad category thing. And then I can just share like, like you said this morning, you were feeling a little jittery. I was feeling some neck tension and my husband and I are looking at this big project we want to do. And I was like getting all sorts of physical responses. So I went to my um, essential emotions book and I looked up neck and tension. And I was like, Oh, distrusting. Like, I'm like, not, not sure about some of this stuff. And so then I was like, well, which oil is going to help me with that? And I looked at marjoram because that can relax physical tension. It's a grass. And it also is is one that kind of supports trusting. That's in the book. It kind of talks about that. And I was like, yeah, but there's something else here. And then I looked at geranium, which is that flower, which is comforting, but also clearing like distrust and, and past experiences that maybe we're protecting ourselves from something. And so it's like, oh, yeah, I need some geranium for my heart 
to feel like it's safe for me to trust. And as I read about it, as I thought about the experience, I could feel, even before I grabbed my geranium oil, I could feel myself relaxing because I was able to identify, like you said at the beginning, we're like becoming intentional and learning to tend to our body by noticing what it's trying to tell us. And then, you know, working with it like you'd work in a garden. So that's my one way I use it. And I use it all the time like that. Nicole, how about you? Yeah, it's so, I we've all just today have had an experience where we've needed to, <laughs> we to, want to, to talk, talk right? right? <laughs> um, yeah, so last night I was having just some soreness in my upper back and I was, mm-hmm. you know, going through like what 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 was I doing was I lifting anything you you're running through all these ideas and I immediately went to the essential emotions app it's so convenient right it's right on your phone I was I was upstairs in my bed and so I I grabbed it and I I went to the back and um it was the upper back and that signifies um support and handling life experiences or events Mm -hmm. um and I went to some of the emotions, the emotional roots related to that are around control or feeling constricted. Cilantro is one of the oils that came up as I started to dig more. You know, cilantro helps facilitate detoxification of negative emotions, debris, things um, helping to kind of release these burdens that you feel. And I, you know, as I continue to expand on my business, there have been so many amazing opportunities that have come up for me that I, I, I really believe subconsciously I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to maybe hold on to more that I really just need to like release. Um, So I would say also the beauty of using these tools is that, and I hope the listeners have have kind of gleaned this throughout our time together, but if you have a in-the-moment experience, right, you grab, the, the tools are here to support you. You can look at the aromatherapy wheel, you can check the app and, and get that in-the-moment support, but also you can very easily build the use of these oils into a routine that you already have around healthcare around maybe it's meditation or walking or something that you already do to support yourself. They can fit in your routine so well and provide a way to help lessen or um, reduce, maybe is the better word, to reduce some of the symptoms that might come up throughout our day, right? Mm -hmm. Those those symptoms related to stress and anxiety. So I'd love to kind of play off that. I really appreciate you bringing that piece in because going back to when I was first introduced to oils, I, I was, I didn't have a lot of support as a parent because we'd moved around a lot. Um, I had two outside the box kids that I homeschooled and I felt like scattered ungrounded, pulled in all sorts of directions. And um, I started to use balance on the bottom of my feet. And I did that every morning. So that's a topical use. And it's part, it was part of my routine. And I noticed that like in the moments of panic and stress and feeling scattered, it would help. I would, you know, breathe it in and it would help ground me. But that over time, because I was using it consistently in my daily life, I started to have a new normal of feeling more grounded and less 
scattered and able to focus and figure out what I needed to do to the point that eventually I didn't need to use balance anymore because it had helped my cells learn a new way to be. Mm -hmm. So I really love you bringing in that, like bringing it into our daily life. It's not just in the moment, like the examples we shared, but also we can change long-term patterns that we have by using it consistently as a support. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Balance was also one of the ways that I had my first big experience with, with oils as well. I, at the time was taking some medication to support me because I had a lot of anxiety when I first mm-hmm. had my children. And yes, and that's exactly my experience too, Don. Eventually, as I began to use it, I found that each day I felt more grounded. Each day I had more clarity. Each day I felt um, more capable of kind of handling what, what would happen throughout the day. I know I don't want to get too deep into this, but the other aspect that you're actually doing that anyone is actually doing as they're redirecting their thoughts and pulling in that oil is they're creating those, those new neuro pathways, which that's what I hear you describing. It's, Absolutely. It's, yeah. And what I love about what y'all are saying is that as, as I'm listening to you and I, I can't remember if I said this earlier or not, but you know, the oils are there to support us. Mm-hmm you know, we still have to, to do the work. Mm-hmm. And we have to be consistent. It's not like just putting an oil on you one time. Right. And that's it. Yeah. It is, you know, you, it is consistent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, consistency does yield the best results. It's awesome to have that moment of freedom, like, or that moment of relief, which is so great. And it's beautiful to know that we don't, need to constantly be rescued if we're beginning to create new patterns within ourselves. And having life coaches, having people supporting us in reflecting on our thoughts and changing those thought patterns while we're supporting it with the oils, I think just accelerates the process and helps us to really be able to make longer term changes. So thanks for bringing that in. I have loved this conversation. I really and truly have. And, you know, we've just, we've really just scratched the surface Mm -hmm. because we haven't even, for example, talked about essential emotion coaching and what all is involved in that. And I think that's a podcast for another time, Mm -hmm. but I would love to have you both back on and really even maybe do an example. I think that would be so fun. (laughs) What that actually looks like. Yeah. But can you, or do you have any last thoughts on essential oils? I know we've gone over a lot of things, but do you have any other last thoughts that you want to say about emotions and essential oils? I think the the only thought that I have is, is a thought that, it's, it's what I've come up with with a lot of people as I as I've worked with them is this fear of I've got to figure out the right oil and you know which one do I need and the reality is like we talked about at the beginning how complex the the molecules are that you kind of can't go wrong <laughs> so to relieve yourself of that fear of making a mistake and know that whatever oil you get it's going to provide some element of support. And, um, and to just start somewhere like balance is, it sounds like it's a very popular place to start. And when we start and then bring in new oils, 
um, a little at a time, they get to become really good friends of ours. And then you naturally know what to reach for whenever. I mean, my kids have learned that. They just know I need this oil. I need that oil because they become like your best friends. And so to look at them that way and not be afraid to get oils that you don't know about because it's like meeting somebody new. You don't know them until you start interacting with them. I love that. That is, I had not heard heard it described like that, but that's just perfect. You know, using those oils as our best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I think, yeah, just kind of jumping in, not to be scared, mm-hmm. trying Mm-hmm. trying what, what you have. Um, I also think it's important, as we said before, to use, work with someone mm-hmm. who really understands how to support you and that you are using an oil that is, um, that is pure, that is a quality tested grade oil. Yeah. So I wanted you, if you've got social media accounts, a website, how can people find you? How can they work with you? We are all three in different parts in the, of the country. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, the best way to connect with me right now is on Instagram. My handle is mind growth garden, M I N D mind. And in there, you'll see a link to connect with me further to book a session or just to reach out. I'm happy to support you. Awesome. I, um, thank you. Yeah. I, the best way to reach me right now is um, at my website, which is just my name, dawnbeam.com and it's B E H M or at my email, heartnatureoils at gmail.com. Um, I am on Facebook. I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm, you know, so you can like, Friend me there and get to know me. Um, and um, those are the ways to reach me for right now. And there's links on my website to connect for a session or to just um, check me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I will have those in the show notes. And I cannot let this interview conversation end without asking one of my favorite questions. And that is, what would you think your 18-year-old self for? Mm. I love that question, Cynthia, because I've not heard it posed that way. I've always heard the opposite, right? What would you tell your 18-year-old self? What would I thank my 18-year-old self for? Probably the, um, the spirit and embodiment of like exploration and curiosity. So at 18, it, it felt anything is possible, literally anything is possible. I can do anything there. Um, this idea of, um, the world is your oyster, so to speak. And so I would thank my 18 year old self for that, having that experience then, and knowing that it's also something that I can recreate now, even as an adult, well into my forties. Um, but yeah, just this, this idea of, of, of possibility. Love I love it. Love it. Yeah. Um, gosh, I did really, I really like this question and I love reflecting back on that 18 year old. Um, I think I, I'm very thankful for her stubbornness because um, she had a lot of health issues and she just stubborn through a lot of it. And, uh, but even more, 
as I reflected, I am so thankful that she listened to her intuition and her heart and her gut when she met her husband at 18. And um, he didn't fit the boxes of what she was told was the right kind of guy for her, but her heart knew. And he has been the best thing that's ever happened to me my life partner. We've been together 35 years now. And um, I'm really grateful that she didn't listen to conventional wisdom, but she listened to her heart and her body. Oh my gosh, I love that. Do y'all see that's one like one of my favorite questions. <laughs> I, and it's so interesting. I used to ask it, what would you tell your 18 year old self? Mm -hmm. And I had a woman on the podcast in the early days and the whole um, podcast was on um, gratitude and thankfulness. Mm -hmm. And I really realized we have so much to thank our younger selves for because yeah. they got us to where we are yeah. now. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I am so excited you both came on. I would love to have y'all back on, mm -hmm. you know, at a later date. And I truly, from the bottom of my heart, I am thankful you came on. Thank you so, thank so much you. for having us and inviting us to this conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me to see your feedback through a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. As always, you can head over to CynthiaMacMillan.com to sign up for our email list, as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. That's all for this episode, folks. See you next time and live inspired.